It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm the other one, Christy Mercer. G'day. Hi. Welcome to our channel, the place where you will hear us shoot the shit with each other, with you guys, with funny, interesting, talented guests on the reg. There's about four shows that go down each and every week and you have landed on the catch-up. Yes. This is where we shoot the shit about what's going down in our lives at ATM. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the difference between men and women um, when it comes to approaching someone. I've realised this singing heaps now and I'm doing like probably five or six gigs over a weekend now, mm-hmm. which is amazing. I feel mm-hmm. so happy to be doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's been a real – it's a real – I'm a bit of a watcher anyway of people. Like I might it might not seem like it. I might seem like I'm a bit aloof and like are you listening to what I'm saying? But I'm taking – I take a lot in. Yep. And sometimes I process it. Sometimes I don't even realise I don't think. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did notice they were a bit, you know, like I'm pretty still switched on. And – I have noticed at gigs the way girls will go up to guy musos or guy DJs and being a female performer, mm-hmm. the way guys approach me and it is the complete opposite. Yeah, right. The complete opposite. Oh, yeah. Because it's interesting. It wouldn't be the same, I think, if you were saying the way just generally guys go up to girls, girls go up to guys. It's the person in power that you're talking about. Exactly. Here. And when I sing or when you're the performer yeah. or people well, are looking got, at you, well, you've got, a microphone you've, you've got the, the talking stick, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah caveman it's, shit. You've yeah. got the talking stick quite literally. Yeah. So anyway, I want to share some of that because I found it so juicy and interesting. I want to talk about um, backing yourself when you are doing something that you've never done before. So i.e. you've got every single reason to doubt that you know shit. And I am talking about moving into trying for a baby again and how you don't – I know a bit more than I did at the beginning of the year because I have experienced some stuff, but mostly I haven't. And it is so much harder to really sit on those values and really try and follow your gut when you've got professionals, healthcare, Mm. other people, everyone's experienced a million different articles on the internet – it is really difficult to do it when you're tested against those things. And also the Western medical industry is very intimidating. Oh. You know, there's right, wrong. This is like it's always been, you know, like, so I would imagine that would rattle you a bit. Yeah, and it's rattled me more so because I think last time we were doing mm. a private system, so they're paid Different to basically yeah, work yeah, yeah. for you. It's yeah. like a lawyer or a, a fucking it's such accountant. such an approach thing though, like the people, and the energy around. The public system's been yeah, a bit that. different. Yeah. Okay, can I can I kick this off? Because I sure. have been sitting on this for a little while. Mm-hmm. So hilariously, I'm someone that's very much like, oh, I've got to be at the next bit. Like I'm, quite, I'm very impatient. Yeah. And sometimes, I think a lot of the time actually, that's to my detriment. 
where I have always been very ambitious and always, I think radio, the way we did it, doing the regional thing, it kind of breeds that in you. And I think because I started different to you in that I was so young and I think that shaped a lot of me and the way that I approach work and also approach just general things in life Mm -hmm. because that kind of worked for me in a Mm -hmm. work sense, I suppose. So it almost like confirmed this be hungry, have this attitude, you're thinking about the next thing. So a lot of the time I wasn't really staying present in mm-hmm. in the what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So I look back and I'm like, I've got to be doing this with the music thing. Now this, now people have got this video clips and I, you know, and you start, you know, following people online and comparing yourself constantly. And lucky I've got people in my life like you and shit that it's like, chill out. Like, and you know what I've realised the other day? My first gig, not just like, after not singing for about 10 years, my first paid gig ever, ever in my life was four and a half months ago. I think I've told you that fact three times in the last I know, because I'm always like, I need to be... Like, not even four and a half, like, July. (laughs) I know. Like, when you say four and a half, it's still almost five. It's like, still in the fours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I forget. July. So I forget, but it's still... And I know that was a long-winded way to get around to saying this, but basically I feel like music and singing and gigging is just a part of my life and every day and weekend now that mm-hmm. it just feels very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And also you did do it for a long time before you stopped as well. So I think even though you probably don't realise it, you probably almost when you press play again to this story, there may still be some form of fuel that that existed but when, you know, from the time you press stop. Well, not to mention, yeah, I don't. I think it's like riding a bike. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not learning from training wheels again. Yeah. But secondly, I think I haven't been an accountant for the last 10 years. Mm. So all of the skills that we've learned in terms of emceeing, storytelling, whether that be via music or actual mm. spoken word or emceeing an event or connecting with people, you know, in breaks and, and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's not like that has been going on in other um, incarnations, mm. I suppose. So, mm. yeah, mm. I get it. But um, because that feels so a part of my life now and I'm doing that, I don't know, maybe like five, six times a week or something, there's plenty of opportunity in between breaks. And usually as a muser, you do 3.45s, so like 3.45-minute sets. And in between you'll chat to people, go to the loo, like sit around, blah, blah. And I, it's probably one of my favourite parts because I just sit and I chat to people and I watch mm-hmm. and I see the way people interact from the start of the night to the end of the night, how pissed they get. Uh-huh. You know, I see people flirting with each other and at the end go home mm-hmm. together at mm-hmm. the end of the night when I finish singing. I see people kind of um, looking at, you know, guys look at me and I see them kind of, you know, talk about their mates and, you know, they'll kind of have this bravado and, you know, as they get more drunk, come up and say something a bit smart arsey. Mm-hmm. And I feel like quite disconnected from it. I think because I am such a... Um, like a curious watcher of shit I'm, I'm never like what a creep you know I'm never in it I'm mm-hmm. always just like you know the other night I was singing this drunk guy comes up and he stole the microphone from me almost bashed my front teeth out and the guy from the venue was like are you okay I'm like yeah like I saw him coming a mile I've been waiting for the past mm-hmm. two and a half hours for that to happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but because I, I was watching I'm in, like just intrigued by people mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I've, I've noticed starting singing with DJs these two guys, Aiden and Adam, the amount of chicks that come up to them 
throughout a gig. Mm-hmm. And I guess there is that. And I think about me starting to go to the club when you're 18, 19. Like, yeah. I was one of those girls. Yeah. Kind of, I know the DJ, I'll pop past and say hello. And there's this real, and there still does exist, this real, I don't think no matter how old you get, this cool factor yeah. of, I know that singer. I know that DJ, let's go say hello. And that association with the cool guys and mm-hmm. I'm going to stand behind the deck and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, that that still very much exists mm-hmm. to the point where I think I overdo it and I don't want to stand with them when I'm not singing because I'm so like, I don't want people to think that I'm a hanger on or a random yeah, girl, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, I, and I'm like, and now I've gotten to a place where I'm like, just chill, like yeah, no one yeah. actually cares. Yeah. But um. I've noticed the way girls interact with them, the way they flirt, the way they approach, the way they're totally impressed by the the guys because there is this element, I suppose, of being in a performer. And I was at a concert only last week with um, my mates and we were saying the lead singer of Gang of Views. We're mm-hmm. like, he's sitting, like he's hot, like mm. as, you know, aesthetically. But the minute he picks up a guitar and he starts singing, it goes like through the fucking roof. Yeah, from three to 3,000. Oh, yeah. mate. But, but there, because there is something about, I think it's that juxtaposition between, especially when women see a man that is, you know, like physically a more imposing, stronger figure, mm-hmm. show softness and vulnerability. Like when you see a man hold a baby, a big mm-hmm. burly dude mm-hmm. with, with abs and muscles holding a kid, mm-hmm. you're like, fuck me. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. something about the, the, the staunchness and the softness together that I think is – chicks we see i don't know whether it kind of signals somewhere in this like cave woman mentality that you can see good with children the vulnerability softness thing or because performing you're very vulnerable or singing you're kind of tapping into your emotions I think it definitely or, is that performing is that people there's a an ability to put yourself forward that i think a yeah. lot of men i think a lot of women that date men would find that being one of the biggest, the hardest things to find in a guy yeah. is that they're kind of sure of themselves. Yeah, well, we've spoken about that on the podcast channel before, that sense of security. But the interesting part about musicians and other people is that just because they're in those positions doesn't necessarily mean they're that sure no. of themselves. But no. it tricks you. It 100% tricks you because the persona is saying they are, and regardless was- of whether they are. Right? It doesn't matter. You're fucking wet anyway. <laughs> Like, it's happening. But I was talking to my mate who is one of the DJs and the producer and I said to him, the way – and I just stand back and I I just look at them sometimes, shake my head. It's like, girl, 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 girl. It's fucking – they basically need a baseball bat. Yeah, right. To be like – they're just also – Trying to work. Trying to work. And sometimes I'm like – Girls, but also I was that girl at eighteen, thinking that and you're like blind. sick behind yeah, you know yeah. you're like oh yeah I know I'm behind it, living out my fucking eighteen year old dream of living but you know standing behind a DJ deck and not being told by the security to fuck off yeah 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 but I was saying to my mate after four to five months whatever it is of doing this now, guys are the exact opposite when so me comes- being a female uh-huh. performer. Uh-huh. And I now even have, and you could say, oh, but you're not a DJ, so maybe DJs are different to singers. No, because I'm standing behind the decks with the boys most weekends now. So there is still that element of party status, whatever. Do you know how many guys come up to me? Fucking zero. None. 
And a mate of mine, of ours, in an event, she goes, recently, you're getting any dick from singing? And I... And we laugh, but it's a fair. It was she. She was joking, but she kind of meant it because she was like, yeah. "Oh, surely you're this like, you know, girl. You're strong. You're empowered. You're up there being just sexy and singing. Yeah, surely yeah. guys are attracted to that." And I was like, "You know what? They may be attracted to it, but they go the complete opposite way." Mm. And the few conversations of men that I have had approach, like after a gig and between a gig, they actually. B- Bump me down. What do you mean? I've had a, I had a guy come up to me at a gig the other day, and he goes, "You're actually pretty good. You're not bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not <sighs> bad." And I was like, and I wasn't having any of it either. Yeah, I said, "Oh, yeah. thank you." So, am I an Australian Idol? Are you Mark Holden? Are you going? I'm just taking the piss because yeah, I was also yeah. like, "Fuck off." Yeah. And he goes, but he didn't stop. Like he thought I was kind of on board with what he was saying. He goes, "Look, you know, great voice. You know, you could work on the shoes." Wow. And I just go, ah, I just bought these shoes. I'm actually quite a fan of them. Anyway, enjoy your night. And he goes, no, 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 no. And he started chasing me. And the whole rest of the the night. This is bit there. They don't let it go. The whole rest of the night. No, and I was just joking about the shoes. And I was in my mind, I wanted to, I actually, I actually wanted to say the truth, which was, dude. I know it's not about the shoes. I know you quite like my shoes, but you are suffering right now from the biggest case of small man syndrome. <laughs> you are completely fucking intimidated by the fact that I am up there doing mm. my thing and I'm vulnerable and I don't give a fuck and I'm not responding to the way that you have always approached women that are confident by knocking them down a couple of pegs because it makes you feel bigger mm. and it makes you feel taller and puts you in a position of power. Genuinely. I was just like, what an interesting... But you didn't say that, did you? No, I didn't say any of that because I have to be... Well, you're being paid. Well, you have to st- I'm being yeah. paid. It's yeah, still a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still want you to like me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so yeah. I was like, I've, I've found a good balance a of sass and I'm not going to let you treat me like mm. that. But, man, it's just... A different such, game. It's like a jungle out there. It's a there. real interesting show of the way people... And, I, and my mate. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that it's the venue sets up also this? And it, uh, there is no excusing any of this behaviour. I hope that anyone listens to this show, as you would know where I stand on this. But do you think that the venue and that environment, that nightclub or like bar environment, somewhere still gives blokes this idea that they can talk to people like that, or still kind of act like that? Nah, I don't think I don't think it is. Do so you reckon that guy would say that to someone? I else really do. I got a real sense that he was that kind of guy right. with short man syndrome and a chip on his shoulder. And when I speak, and I told this to a male mate of mine, you know, who's one of the DJs, and he said he's like a pretty deep unit. He goes, Nah, I've thought about this after you've said it, and we often talk about this. He goes, I genuinely think it does go back to the makeup, and this is obviously a stereotype, but when you you know, hark back to caveman times that ma- that man is strong provider and women are, are, you know, attracted to that, a guy that has the job. Mm-hmm. He is the hunter, mm-hmm. right? And when a guy doesn't have this bravado slash job slash he's the approacher or sense of confidence, he's not really sure what to do. Mm. And sometimes when you're not sure, like they'll revert to being a bit rude because they're so out of their – comfort zone and I'm not saying that in clubs it's mainly dudes that will approach girls anyway but I do think for the most part 
a lot of dudes aren't quite sure how to handle um, kind of strong chicks. Cause, uh, just I actually because- don't think – when I and I think about this, I actually don't think that the issue isn't the strong chicks. I actually think that it's lack of self-awareness and confidence within them. So I don't know if people, if guys look at chicks and go, she's something like she's kind of, oh my God, she's amazing. She's, you know, she sings or she's hot over in the corner of a bar even and just she's gorgeous and she looks so talkative and has all these friends around her and all of this kind of stuff that would, I guess, be intimidating. I think it seems like that on the outside, but I think underlying is a real lack of self-confidence within the man and often we put this idea that it's the women woman's problem who has essentially shifted roles and is is not being that cave woman role anymore but I think what I've realized is some of it is that but then some of it is the lack of men stepping into being a cave man to meet us so I think in a way we've often put it as well girls take control now they have power they have this and the guys are just over here going what but i think guys aren't just going what they've lost any form of confidence in themselves so it isn't just about a girl shifting roles it's the a guys i think a lot of guys have lost themselves in that process mm. but do you think that lack or that loss of confidence in males is triggered by or due to this more visible sense of empowerment in women some of but not completely yeah okay some of but not completely and i think the storyline goes they are like that because we are like this and i don't think that's the only answer and i've Mm. only just really realized that that Mm. a lot of guys you know hormonally are out too with foods and different things we're eating like a lot of guys are you know i was telling you about the naturopath like guys are producing more estrogen than testosterone these days like we are all out of whack and I don't think it is just that women have risen that have put men out of whack. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. want to talk about uh, I guess finding a way for you to back yourself in environments that 
you don't know if you should back yourself in. Okay. <laughs> because as I think about trying for another bubby, um, there's been lots of lessons that I've learned and, and many things that I have really tried to promise myself that I w- won't, I guess, um, be deterred away from or, or I won't be influenced by. And it's a really difficult process when you're a person that, hasn't had you know I haven't given birth I haven't had a full-term pregnancy um there's still so many things I need to learn yet we've switched from public system to the private sorry the private system to the public system when you say those system mm -hmm. to try and fall pregnant yes right Yeah. yeah yeah so we aren't at the IVF stage yet IUI is where you implant um sperm into you you can take hormones but you can do it completely natural which essentially just means because Ben's sperm is frozen we need help for it to enter my body and that's where we're at and we fell pregnant that way so it's definitely a, a a I guess a position we want to continue to explore because it worked. Whereas IVF is taking the egg out yeah. and putting the sperm into the egg and creating embryos to then transfer back in. Right. So you try you have a lot of stimulators because you're trying to get as many eggs as possible for the egg transfer, i.e. take them out of you. So you want as many as possible. So there's a lot of extra things going on with IVF. Because I think a lot of people think, and I thought this before knowing you I'm um, starting to go through. I just thought every, I think everybody puts everything under a mm. banner of IVF. They go, "Oh, you can't fall pregnant naturally." Try, you know, what about Your IVF? Fertility treatment is IVF, the, but yeah. it's not. No, but IUI is not that common. Okay, and it was so uncommon that I that I didn't think it happened in the public system. Believe it or not, and here, if you are thinking about having a baby and having difficulties go and talk to your GP because it is in the public system. But what comes with the public system is also a lot of protocol and there are less resources. And that's because I'm paying thousands of dollars less to try. There's a reason. And it's not necessarily that we didn't have the money, but I wanted to follow through with a process that obviously was going to save us a lot of money with something that I knew had worked for us. If I hadn't known it had to work, then maybe I wouldn't be doing this. So it did, and there's just been many, 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 many hurdles of questions and avenues that I've had approaching this next phase with no's, we don't do that, that's not in policy, that's out of procedure, not sure that that happens, no, I don't know why you would think that. I've just gotten knockback after knockback after knockback about questions and ideas around what is best for my body and what's best for this transplant. And it's tricky because when you sit in a Western situation or a Western hospital or medical situation, you don't know. You're not the doctor. And it was like the same thing when my brother got sick too. You look at it and you're like, okay, I can trust every single thing they're saying here Mm. or you can actually start to access some of your gut. But when you're looking at situations like life or death or trying to fall pregnant, these aren't things that I'm versed on, you know? Like these aren't things that I have got some form of training in or have done for years or have read a lot of But that's my point and that's why it's actually... It's intimidating when there's a feeling of, yeah, somebody else is an expert and when when it's something so important. And I think when they use their expertise to in, in... inflict power as opposed to advice and that's what I found really hard is that 
I can I work a lot in energy so I can sense when somebody is trying to flex their muscle because they're trying to get me to listen to their their way mm. or if they're actually trying to say you know Stacy you need to consider this but then I got to admit there's sometimes where I don't necessarily know when that is happening either because I am like you said very very um invested in the outcome Mm. so finding this idea of where your mark is and where your intuition is and where your gut is is so ridiculously hilarious and and not coincidental at all that this year I wrote how I follow my gut into an actual worksheet and sell it on my website and have literally needed in the past two weeks to go back and properly follow that process again for myself. Oh, did you give yourself a discount? Mm, it's free. <laughs> it's fucking good. free. You're like promo code, Stacey June. <laughs> myself. <laughs> it's me, bitch. Me, myself and but I. But I get what you're saying in the sense that it's some. It, there are scenarios where it is easier and scenarios where it is harder. Mm. To feel a sense of intuition and to follow your gut. And you're right. In the, And I think the Western medical industry is one which, which is very rooted in fear mm. um, and worst-case scenarios and also um, history. This is the way this has always mm. been done. And things like birth, for instance, mm. become institutionalised. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like out of fear of what might go wrong. I was listening and like death similarly has too, like within the, the Western medical industry. I was listening to this fascinating podcast. It was on Conversations. This is a couple of years ago talking about how death has become so institutionalised. Whereas, you know, you look at, um, you know, childbirth now, for instance, and people are doing it in different ways, whether it be via midwife at home, via doula, water birth, all those kind of things. On that point, I don't know how they're doing it. Because you need to be some form of tough bitch to yeah. workshop through your own way. Yeah. Especially when it comes to um, maternity stuff or yeah. like having a baby because far out, I, I'm yet to find all of these people that are like, I did it this way and you read about them and you see them and you see the water birth and you see the hypnobirth, you see all this. But in actuality, oh, how hard is it? Where do you find them? Well, especially when you just, at, at the core, every person and every mum and every parent-to-be wants the best for their child, mm-hmm. right? And you mm-hmm. want the best possible um, run at having a healthy, you know, um, easy birth. Mm. And and my sister is a, a, a midwife and a neonatal nurse, um, so I was very well versed in this stuff and I we were talking this is years ago and I said something like, Oh yeah, well oh, fuck, I won't be having a baby in a hospital my baby in a hospital and she goes, Oh yes you will be <laughs> I said Nah, nah, no thank you. Well you've got her too, so she can come yeah, over. Yeah. But she goes, Nah nah. She goes, I wouldn't I, I yeah, if I were you I wouldn't even if you asked me to be there at your house she goes, If something goes I just wouldn't I wouldn't carry couldn't that. I couldn't. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So and when she said that, and because yeah, it's my sister too, it wasn't yeah. just some medical professional yeah, random. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, because she goes, what about if? See you later, guy. Yeah, what what <laughs> about blood loss? She goes, we, you know, you need. It's if something goes really wrong, and that fear. But we that live in that rather than what if everything goes really right? Because it's you know majority of the time going to go right. Yes. Yeah, it is. And if you live around the corner from a hospital like I do, you know, you're not, it's not exactly like you're making those decisions six 
hundred kilometers from the nearest hospital. If you're living in a city, it's pretty. It's an easy one. But that's, fuck, I don't even thought about getting there. I have to fall pregnant first. Mm. And because obviously I can't just have a quick light a candle and say, let's get to it to the bedroom. I've had to deal with these medical conversations really early. And at times that has made me very, very angry. I just want to be able to go away and have a, you know, and, and root unromantically like everybody else. But instead, I need to talk to a million fucking people about it all the time, which just completely continues to disintegrate, disintegrate, disintegrate that form of intuition and sense of self. You have to work so, so hard to continue to have it strong there because so what it's just you... challenged and challenged and challenged. So I don't mean to sound ignorant, but break it down. What have you needed that sense of intuition for when it comes to this process? So essentially there is an IUI transfer that happens on the day of ovulation. And the reason that we track it is because I have minimal, we have minimal sperm, which means you don't want to muck around. We don't have endless opportunities for children. So the sperm needs to be in you at a very particular time for you to have the best chance of falling pregnant. Exactly. Okay. And and a lot of and that has to happen for everybody to fall pregnant, yeah. but because we don't have sperm that we can keep pulling back on we've only got a fair amount we've only got a few shots yeah so it's even more important that we try our absolute best because we can't go next month and just try again straight out of the pee- penis mm-hmm. <laughs> i was not sure i was gonna call P-P. it then yeah yeah you're going for pp come here um and so we don't have that process so it it, the and and i must say before i go down this road your gut is tested but i'm also incredibly grateful and incredibly aware of how lucky we are to have this support system to even be able to get to this point because if we were living somewhere else there's a good chance ben had this cancer it would be a turkey basis situation in the kitchen and a lot of old school stuff which may still work but we have incredible resources at our fingertips around the corner from our house so I'm not at all not acknowledging that I'm very very aware and it's in my gratitude journal on the fucking rig but it is also you know not generally a process or a, a path of life I would have chosen for myself oh well, who would and it's just really, but lots of people, lots of people are happy to go the real Western route, you know. Oh, I thought you meant in terms of the, this way of having to try for a baby. Well, that and also the real hardcore Western medical route, you know. I've really had to engage and work with doctors and people because I don't have a choice. Whereas I'm generally over here with the acupuncturist and the kinesiologist trying to get my emotional shit together to hope that my physical stuff works out. I come from a very different land. So it is really trying and testing to be able to, to work collaboratively. And so back to your question, essentially I need to be able to have an implant on the day that I ovulate and I need to find that time myself as well as test and I have an internal scan that happens you're going for an internal scan which is like a dildo up your vagina where they <laughs> they test they that test is it is so but it's like just this the, Chrissy and it's going ju- up here with a it? camera it's like that size but the Whoa, whole way down they put, lube on, lube on it they put a condom on there <laughs> they do Why? because they need to use it for other people's vaginas. Oh so I'm basically like, you know, I want to get STDs from Juliet that had your appointment before her. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. 
And so it goes up there. They take a photo and they look at all of the the like the lining. Lots of people would yeah. have had them if they've had yeah, if yeah, they've yeah. had pregnancy. But I, I have to have it before I'm even there to have a look at what's going on. So they say, okay, that looks like that egg is the biggest little drop. Let's see. Let's track how big it is. Blah blah blah. How many eggs do you do people drop? Like, is that so dependent on who you are and yeah? Your age and I and think that? you can sometimes get if you drop two really big ones that can equal twins. So that's mm. how that works. But often, I asked her this the other day, that if you drop one and there's lots of other little ones around it, do they go or do they stay on for the next month, keep growing? And she said, it just depends. It's different for everyone. Fascinating. So on my left side, I had, no, on my left side, I had lots of little ones to develop. But then on my right side, when I fell pregnant, that was the big one that we watched. So there's always one clear one. If you're ovulating, there's always one clear one that's going to drop. That's so interesting. So essentially, that time it drops is the time and you are doing all of these tests to find the time you surge Mm. which means when you get a surge of I don't know it's like particular numbers in your bloodstream in hormones in the how big that particular follicle is when they drop you know what I'm thinking of surges and then it's like a roller coaster it's going up and then it pushes it out now do you know what I'm thinking of um powerball Oh, I thought, yeah, think it's of Powerball. Like yeah. Think when all the eggs dropped a yeah. through the tube and Gosh. they're just, you know. I'm sure that's the ovaries of a fucking 24 year old. So there's a lot of eggs in there. <laughs> but remember Mine's Saturday nights like when it was Powerball and yeah. there'd be those silver you know and gold else? balls? Shit. Uh, look who's talking. You know, the opening of Look Who's Talking, where you see the sperm yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah. So essentially, we need to find the exact best time to put that sperm in there. It's like a pap smear. They put like a big thing to open your vagina and then put this whole little tube right up there as far as they can to then squirt it in, which Ben has been the squirter so he can touch it, and squirt it in there and then they take it out and they fucking hope for for the best like any other couple having sex. So that's essentially our version of sex. The difference is there are some people that say that 24 hours after the surge is accurate to put it in. Yeah. And some people say that as soon as you surge, you put it in because sperm lasts three days, whereas you can ovulate from 12 to 24 hours and that's it. So they say that if you put it in earlier, it potentially can last and then you've got the best shot, whereas some people say put it in later because there's no point putting it in earlier. Okay, so where do you sit in all of that? Because there's different... Well, it's so personal, but I sit because I fell pregnant by putting it in earlier. Whereas the conversation I'm having with people, if we are to try again, is to put it in later. And it's going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards about this conversation. And it's getting to a point where they've said to me, you know, we don't do this. We've never done this before. Our procedures um, are set up for this. We and, want to put it in at this time and, and you're saying... I want to put it in at this time. Yeah. And that's hard because you're working against a system and you've got a gut that you want to follow. You want to be a mum. You've got to follow your gut and you want to at this time, but you've got all these people saying, we're not sure if it's possible. But why... But, but your gut is saying to you, this is when you should do well, it. it's my gut. Plus, I fell pregnant from that formation last time. Mm. So it's tricky. But obviously, people have different systems. People have different protocols. The public system is tired. It's like under-resourced, you know. it's Maybe they don't have people that can just jump on straight away to every single case. Whereas when you're paying $4,000, $3,000 a pop, that's what you pay for. So I understand, but it is frustrating to think that people that spend a lot more money, which we have, 
um, are able to have more control over their own choices when it comes to their body and their babies. And that doesn't seem that right to me. So look, the jury's not out yet and we aren't going through this tomorrow, but these are the conversations I'm having and it's been really tough to sit and have even my partner really sit in my gut feeling over an entire medical system. So there have been times where you've really doubted whether what you've been feeling in your gut as being right is right? Yeah, and I think as well, you never know. And maybe Mm. it's just me being paranoid or maybe it's just me wanting to be, you know, to the nth degree. And maybe it will work the way I said and it had nothing to do with it. But we don't have that many options. Mm. And I understand to some people it might seem ludicrous, but Mm. what else do I have, Merce? Mm. I've only got my gut. Because at this point, we don't have endless amounts of supply. And you also don't have much control over the situation either. So if it means that doing it half a day earlier will give you peace of mind, that it will give you a better shot. Well, you know, there's so much research also around your mindset in terms of the way that Mm. it affects not just pregnancy, but anything to do mm. with your health. You know, mm. you look at any kind of terminal mm. illness and those kind of things and your, your optimism, game, yeah. your positivity, like all that kind of stuff. So if, if, as you say, if it makes a millimetre of difference from a physical perspective, well, that's one thing. But what's the kind of difference that it's making mentally, mentally and emotionally? If you're feeling, you know, even 2% more positive going into something, well, what's that's got to count for something. Um, if you enjoyed this show, please make sure that you give us a rating or review. We love it. And we are very, very, very excited to see you. We have such an incredible lineup and it is our way to say goodbye to 2018. We would love to see you. Yes. All the ticket info, thethinkergirls.com.au for last-minute purchases. Bye, team. Bye. Thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find all of the podcast shows, all of the different articles featuring our guests and posse members and all the content that Chrissy and I bring on a weekly basis. It is the place where everything is kept thethinkergirls.com.au. This podcast is presented by Stacey June and Christy Mercer. It's also produced by me, Stacey June, and produced and edited by Jordan Lott. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm.